0: All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. Before we get started, we'd firstly like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, A2 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK and of course even Strokes for all their incredible support as without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have an interview with special guests and exciting young German writer, Max Spees back on the podcast again. How's life? And thanks for joining us after a long, successful and pretty crazy season of racing MXGP and the ADAC, mate. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Yeah, mate, it's been a busy one for you. You had some stretches where you're doing like 12 races in a row and ADAC, MXGP, just so much going on, mate. So have you enjoyed having a little break and a A reset and sort of recalibrate the focus ahead of 2024 which should be another big one obviously sign the extension with your team KTM Cossack so congratulations on that too (laughs) thanks a lot
1: yeah I mean I'm already pumped for the next season but uh I need to take a break for my buddy like it was a very long season and I had a lot of races there were small races this season like I ever had um it's like a crazy feeling you feel you feel mentally you feel good but like especially in the last gps i was feeling um that i'm not 100 anymore so uh i was running but i was not running like how i should uh so it was a little bit up and down in the last races but still uh it was such a good rookie season for me uh unbelievable i was i wasn't thinking that i would have been so good but yeah, um, I made good steps, and in the end, we were happy with the progress, so we know what to what to do in the winter and uh, where we can go next season.
0: Yeah, it was good, mate. Obviously, you opened a lot of eyes and had some really impressive performances in both series, in the domestic one and on the world stage, so looking back for you personally, what were some of the highlights for you, mate? Just gaining confidence all the time, running with those heavy hitters so often, and I guess just learning all the time, because that's the key thing when you're so young, and you know, making that step up to MXGP full-time. It's no joke, is it?
1: Yeah, sure. And the, the beginning of the season, I remember the first GP in Rio Lazzardo, I was, like, uh, a little bit confused about racing with all the favourite riders I have. But in the end, I scored points, like, almost every race this season. And when you see, like, the progress I've made... Till Lockheed already, like, in Frauenfeld, I almost raced into the top 15. That was, like, I- incredible for me, incredible feeling. And when it goes to Lockett after that small summer break, I was just feeling, like, 100% again. And it was, like, a small reset for me from everything I have learned in the first half of the season. And Lockheed was unbelievable. I mean, I was riding in the top 10 for... 25, almost 30 minutes of the race, and keeping up with all the top guys of the GP class, and that was great feeling, Uh, finishing 11 in a row, also uh, the week after, in Loma, same, a uh, complete different track, and I was feeling super strong, almost, <laughs> I was fighting for position 7 and 6, so just a small crash kept me away from that uh, another top ten finish like I had in the qualifying race already. Um yeah, those were like the highlights for me in the MHGP. And uh then in the ADAC in Tensfeld, I got my first overall win this season. Um was such an amazing feel feeling and I was feeling super strong in that in that time of the season. Um but yeah just in the end of in the end of the year I was I was getting a little bit, yeah, unstable with, with the with the results and um, starts are still a problem for me. Uh, we need to work on the bike a little bit for next season because we raced like, yeah, you can say a standard bike this season and especially against all the factory bikes in MXGP, it's not that easy. And... Also me with 90 kilogram on the bike. Uh, I'm not the lightest guy. I'm the youngest probably, but not the lightest. Uh, that's a, another problem we have, but we are working on this. And this is probably the only uh, disadvantage I had this season in in my eyes because I think a lot of people already see that when I have a good start, everything is possible for me that I can go for that top 10 result. And there's no problem for me because when I'm, when I'm there in the start, I just ride with them and have my flow. I, I didn't get arm pump anything. It just uh, like, I feel hundred percent in that moment. But when, when you're in like 20, 25 position in the start, it's, not really possible to go much further to the front than maybe 15 in the end. That's a big problem we have.
0: Yeah, it's pretty hard. Even you talk to guys like Ferrato and Guadagnini and they say if they're outside the top 10 on those starts, it's almost impossible to get back in there because the level's so high, they're so fast. And yeah. like you said with the starts, mate, if you were Prado's size and... Wait and had that factory gas gas under you you'll probably be able to get a few more starts but it's uh, something you're working on and it's pretty cool <laughs> obviously 2024 you're sort of making some changes in preparation in terms of your program moving to Belgium in the winter is going to be pretty cool mate to get that base to get where all that hard work starts a lot of suffering I'm sure is coming your way mate to build the fitness for the season as there's really no time to train during the season with your schedule especially it's brutal mate so how excited are you for that and I guess Good on you, mate, because you obviously felt that was a necessary step to be around those tracks and in that environment and just in the right place to elevate even further.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling very confident with this. Uh, Like, this season, I changed a lot in my head, like, especially, uh, yeah, mental. I got much stronger than before. And I just feel 100% right about that step to go to Lomo um, to train with Nagel again and uh just being there in that spot with all the top riders we have here in europe um it's like i can do the next step and i want to do the next step i'm very pumped for this i want to work on me um yeah we will see what what i can get out of myself uh, over the winter it's not not gonna be easy but i'm in it i i want to do it and I see my chance to to run that top ten next season again, and um, yeah, it's not gonna be easy, but at least I can try.
0: <laughs> no, mate, that's the best you can. Yeah, there's definitely an upward trajectory going on in your career. I remember last time you were saying you're getting lapped in EMX 250 and then you know you fast forward to now top tens in MXGP. It's pretty, pretty yeah. incredible progression, mate. So I guess for any fans that you know they want to be riders or kids learning. If you put the work in and you're willing to suffer and sacrifice, you can achieve great things, mate, can't you?
1: True. Like winter in Belgium is not easy. Like I think everyone knows who's living there or was there in the winter. We <laughs> will have like uh, temperatures around zero degrees. Um, riding like every day, almost every day in the week. Uh, like last winter, I was I was preparing my bike to eighty percent alone. Also, when I was in Lommel and this is another thing for for the next season i will have a practice mechanic like finally i will have a practice mechanic and then i can focus a lot more on my on my training and and uh, yeah to get stronger you know so i want to get stronger and then we will see if i can if i can ride like in normal on every track like when you see oh uh, well, the people who saw me in, in the GP in Lomel, I was like myself. I was riding 100% myself. And this is what I need on every race. Uh, not going to be easy to have this on every race because there's always a, a bad weekend sometime. Um, but at least uh, we can we can try to, to get it 100% on every weekend.
0: No, it will be cool. Obviously, really happy in the team, the framework, the environment's really cool there. And they obviously show a lot of trust and faith and belief in what you're doing, mate, and how you're going, I guess. So that was probably a key decision in staying on, mate, because I'm sure you would have had a few offers from other teams. But I guess sticking with the tried, trusted and proven is a good formula for you, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I got some offers from other teams, but I wanted to stay with Cossack because I feel very very uh, familiar in this team they they do what they what they say and this is what I want the structure it, it fits to me it's not like it's not like I get paid or something like I could have get gotten other team teams but um, it's just the people in this team I, I like them a lot and together I think we can get a lot more out of myself. Then when I'm going to maybe another team that that pays me or so, but they don't have the, the great uh man work between rider, mechanic, um, suspension guy, team manager, everything. You know, it it needs to fit, and with Cossack, it's just just fitting. And now when I when I work on my on my winter and practice everything, um, then I can do the next step, and that's the plan right now.
0: Yeah, awesome, mate. It's good to hear. Definitely exciting to see how things play out in 24. And obviously, is the schedule going to be the same for you? ADAC and European MXGP rounds, obviously, you know, your team released a press sale announced you yeah. and Tom Cock and all that kind of stuff. So how's it going to be, mate? Have you got any off-season races planned? Anything like this? And I know you had one on, on America at some point in the future. So obviously, your Supercross skills are actually pretty good. Obviously, you're a bigger guy. got a lot of bike skill. Very good on a mountain bike as well. <laughs> so you, you got the talent there, mate. So you can sort of get through those obstacles so that's obviously a thing maybe for the future but how's it shaping up
1: for 24 mate um i think people who know me know that i'm a guy i need uh i need i need action and <laughs> so this weekend this weekend i'm racing a downhill race last weekend i was riding enduro the weekend before i was practicing supercross so what's going to happen next weekend uh we we don't know <laughs> we don't know um I need right now I I do something different every week and this is what I want to do I want to have fun uh I want to go free ride I want to meet my friends again on the track um until the the preseason is starting again and the practice will go like 120% of my life <laughs> what is the... oh so, yeah
0: Any holidays planned, mate? Anything like that? Or are you just going to keep working, Um, keep riding for fun? Because you know it's going to be brutal when that preseason starts. And when does it start for you?
1: For me, it starts normally end of November. Um, Right now, I'm practicing still a little bit because I, I cannot get off like 100%. It's so hard when you practice all year long. And then there was like one week after the season, I wasn't practicing. I feel so shit. I, I felt really, really bad. Um, so, yeah, my plans was like going to to Porto or maybe to to Barcelona for one week of holidays. Uh, yeah, it didn't happen yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are still a lot of things to do, like meeting sponsors. Maybe I go to EICMA. Um Then everything I need to set up for normal, Uh with my federation, there's a, a test where I, where I need to go. Um, then there's uh, the race bike testing in the next couple of days or the next week, uh, what we need to do. Um, so, yeah, uh, I will see when I have one week free. And right now I'm just using the good or quite good weather we still have here in, in Europe um, and do what we can do. So when there's bad weather, like with snow, I still can go one week into the sun. So no stress.
0: (laughs) That's good, mate. You've got options, obviously, like the racing mind, obviously, is not stopping. You just want to keep being on a bike in some capacity, which is pretty cool to see, mate, but Obviously, you went to the motocross across the nations with Germany, obviously not as a rider, as a reserve, but the atmosphere must have been pretty incredible there, mate. And obviously, got to catch up with some old mates, Ken Rocks and Jet Lawrence. On the previous podcast, you told some pretty cool stories about, mate. So, how was all that experience? The fans looked like they were going pretty nuts. You would have seen some crazy things there. I guess the Germans came out in force like they did for the MXGP in Germany there, where they were pretty wild there, mate. Uh so, of the stuff we were discussing and talking about they're certainly wild they probably wanted to have all the helmets the jerseys the goggles maybe even the bike they're pretty (laughs) savage so how was the experience mate even though you weren't racing the atmosphere must have been crazy and i guess just seeing kenny doing his thing so fast obviously won his class him and Jet in that final moto of the day was so impressive going toe-to-toe for a bit there and just the speed skill comfort the adaptability to just squeeze straight in there and just do his stuff, mate. So must have been awesome to see the
1: racing and just tell us about it from your perspective. First of all, I have never seen something like this. One hundred two thousand people on one track. Wow. It was crazy. It was so crazy. And the people I was walking around with with Ken and the other guys of the team uh, on the on the camping area. Just I think it was Friday evening we just went there for watching what's going on like one hour um, we needed to dress dif- different like especially Ken like nobody recognized him um, myself also I put the pullover on and the hat on everything so but still there was people like <laughs> coming up to us and especially to Ken yeah look Ken Roxon, and then money <laughs> manager the manager, uh, he was like, "Shut up! Shut up! Be quiet!" <laughs> because if one person screams Ken roxon the completely camping area will will have been there. It's so crazy to see the people how they're how they're looking at Ken when he when he's eating when he's eating in the cafeteria. There's like one hundred people staying outside of the tent and making photos and videos of him (laughs) that's kind of annoying i i would say because you cannot eat in silence um on the other side it's crazy to see how much he is for this sport he's superstar he's a superstar and yeah it was such a nice nice feeling to to meet him again i I remember the last time I was at the Nations is 10 years ago in Teutschenthal uh, 2013 and this was also the last time I saw him. Um, I saw him from maybe 50 meter distance. The last time I really saw him in front of me was um, I was running 50cc and it's like a local track what it was just opening here and Ken was there for the opening. Um, it was Quite a rainy day. The track was deep. So I had to fight with the 50cc bike. To go up the jumps. And I remember I was stuck in front of one jump. Kenny. Just laid his factory KTM. On the side of the track. And walked over to me. I gave him my bike. And he he rode it up the, the jump. I was like. This is the thing. I remember the most from Ken. And probably this the time I see him, the last time in front of me, and now ten years later, you have to imagine I was, I was quite nervous to meet him again, and I just walked into the paddock. Uh, who drove by? Ken Roxon. He drove by in the rental car. Then I go to the team tent. Ken was parking like ten meters beside of it with the with the car. Step outside, and just. Got up to me and say hey Max how are you doing I was like what what's going on like <laughs> for real <laughs> I mean for sure he's gonna he's knowing me because I'm also one of the best German riders right now but it's still such a crazy feeling because in that moment I was feeling like the nine-year-old boy again just being that fanboy um yeah, dread feeling. Also with uh Jet, the last time I see him was when we raced together in two thousand seventeen. And I walk up to to him and uh, ask asked him like, Hey Jet, you remember me, mate? I was like, Um I don't know. I know your face from somewhere, but I don't know anymore. I was like, Max Bs, Oh yeah, I know, we raced together, yeah. I was like, Yeah, it was quite time ago but it's crazy, also, f- to see him. The last time he he wasn't that famous, and now he's same like Kenny, superstar. And also, Axel Hodges was rocking around in the paddock, uh, actually watching the Kozak KDMs. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's crazy to to see all that people in in that place. Was a great weekend.
0: Did you want to ask him for some freestyle tips, mate? Because I know that's another thing you'd be keen to get into one day, freestyle motocross. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I signed up for X Games 2024, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but um, also in the situation of a reserve rider, it was not that easy. It was not like I like, like I thought. Um, the media guy from the team Germany, he uh, Basti Beuter, um, He was asking me uh, to do the Instagram account for Team Germany, like a little bit backstage, uh, camera angles, uh, what I can do with my phone. And yeah, I did this on the weekend, but till the first moto, till the first gate drop, I wasn't even walking to the track. Because for me, it was so, so hard to believe Okay, you're here. You have your bike here. You have your riding gear for the nations. I had full gear set from Shot Race Gear. Then I had my my team Germany helmet. I I had everything there. Um, and I was knowing okay, you're not you're not gonna ride, but I was there to to learn how it's going with MX on to maybe maybe I need to race next year. So I already see what i need to do and and what the strategy is um so yeah i learned a lot but in the first first moment it wasn't easy for me to to just walk at the track and see the others racing so i need to jump over my shadow and in the end uh was still great to see the races it was was nice was nice weekend
0: yeah it's looked cool mate and I guess it's a good experience for future for you because obviously being so young there's many nations ahead of you I'm sure as a rider and a particularly Madley Basin next year a track everyone loves the Americans will probably be sending their absolute best if all goes to plan this year was a little bit hit and miss obviously with all the politics I guess you could say in the background and teams not yeah. want to get involved etc so but next year should be epic mate and whether that's with Kenny or without Kenny, I reckon Team Germany's got a pretty good lineup for the next few years, that's for sure. Obviously, Simon and Tom did their job as well, mate. So, how exciting is that to look forward to as well?
1: Uh, yeah, we will see who they will pick next season and uh, how strong I will be next season. Um, yeah, we will be, uh, we have to wait for this. Also, for sure, I will be surprised again how strong I am. Or how bad I am. Who knows? Who knows? I can be worse next season or I can be better. Who knows? (laughs) I think it's Um, going in an upward
0: trajectory, mate.
1: (laughs) I'm really looking forward for the Nations next season. Um, It's a great event. Uh, And also the track and medley. uh, I like it a lot. Uh, This season, it was not like it was in the last or the past. Mm -hmm. Um, It was super slick some spots like very dry I, I think they was afraid of rain so it, it is a wide track but it still wasn't that easy to pass riders hmm. and the start was still very very important but in the end I did some strong motors I finished 18 in the first one what wasn't, wasn't that great um, and second motor I finished 16th That was okay again and was quite a solid uh, end of the season. Um, Yeah, but we will see what's happening next year. And if I will be on the Team journey, I will be be very pumped for this. So who knows? All the
0: best, always something good to work towards as well. And I know that probably won't be the case, but is there any chance you might sneak and do a few flyaway rounds to Argentina or something like that? Is that on the cards, mate, or just strictly keeping it Europe?
1: The problem is uh, situation right now in Germany is quite complicated with the financial like yeah. money money is a big factor of everything of in racing right now in Europe. So uh, my team have decided to just race the uh, European races also because of the um, numbers of the races we did this season already with the ADAC because ADAC also have eight races in the championship and GP next season will be sixteen races only the European races sixteen yeah. races. So then you need to add the preseason races also, and maybe like one or two national German championship races. Uh, I need to I need to race because uh, the team wanted. Um, it's going to be too much if you do the overseas mm-hmm. also. Then you I will be never home again. And next season I also looking forward to, to be on the top of the Adac championship. So first of all, I wanna do the podium in the IDAC. And then we can look for the complete season of MHP. Uh, another thing <laughs> what is Right now, yeah, I just said money is a big factor, but another thing I want to do is uh, racing pro motocross like, at least one race next season. Because this is a dream for me since I was a kid. And right now I'm so close to it because I just met some Americans in, at the MX Zone, like some people who know me and I know them too. I'm um, like, uh, think you know him also, uh, Kellen from Saudi Systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I just met him in the pit lane. And I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" It was, "Oh, Max, hey." And he also <laughs> said, like, with the speed I have shown this season, for sure I can do a top ten in in the US nationals as well. So for the future, I I need to start racing in the US as well. At least, like I said one race because I need to get seen and then maybe teams and everything get to know me and like oh this is also quite a good rider maybe I get a contract then for the future this will be like the best thing could happen for me so yeah we will see right now the calendars are all out uh, from MXGP, Cross. And I but till the season is starting, um, for sure, there's a lot of changes in, so we need to wait and see what date is free. Um, but for sure, if there's like one weekend I can go there, I will, I will try it and try to find, uh, another sponsor maybe in Germany or, uh someone in the u.s who who support me to to make that step um maybe someone hears us right now here <laughs> at the podcast yeah um, mate
0: if anyone's interested yeah. just feel free to get in touch with max or us because you know you see a lot of cool stories you know come from people listening the podcast wanting to help obviously lars van burkel got some really cool help yeah. when he went to race and you see guys like Cullis and boutron and LaCurcio all doing great things over there with some levels of support coming from various areas, mate. So that'll definitely be something, hopefully, that comes your way because, yeah, fulfilling a dream is pretty amazing, mate, and just to get in a race, Jet Lawrence and these kind of guys again. Yeah. Tomac, Sexton, yeah. Barsha, Anderson, AC, AP, Christian, Craig, Mookie. It's a cool prospect, isn't it, mate? And I guess back yeah. to the MXGP <laughs> calendar as well. Which rounds when you circle, you circled, is your favourite as well? Uh, in America or in Europe? Oh, both thoughts on the calendars, mate. What are some of the things you've highlighted as something on the particular date that's um, been really exciting for you?
1: I mean, uh, Lommel, I'm looking forward for sure uh, because this was one of the best races I did th- this season. Um, then the GP of Germany, uh, where all the the fans are there. Um, this is a different different feeling. And uh, yeah, like Matali, it's MX on, but still Matelly is like the best track we have for me in Europe. Uh, everyone who was racing the other season was like, "Finally, we have a track that is on the level of MXGP." Like, finally, we had so many tracks, and so many of them felt like this is just a regional <laughs> race track, like. It's not that level what, what we are racing at. And um, and too small yeah,
0: to yeah. 450s, a lot of them too, weren't they, mate? Just so tight, hard to make passes. Yeah. I guess you look at Switzerland, yeah. Sweden, Vanta in Finland, just not probably yeah. what you want at the world championship level. I know it's hard to organize these things, but it must be challenging when almost the tracks are impeding your ability to form to your best and maybe to yeah. produce yeah. the best racing for the fans as well.
1: For sure, uh, like Switzerland, it was a small track, but I liked it a lot because you had deep ruts, and it was it was something different. Like sometimes it's good to have a tight track, sometimes, but not like five, six races in a row having a track where no one really could could make any passes because this is making racing not interesting anymore. When you see a lot of people watching the live stream or they came up to me, they was like, we switched off the live stream. There was nothing really happening. Like, maybe someone crashed and and then there's a pass, but from the start, first two laps, nothing nothing was happening anymore. So, I think this is what they need to change in the future. We have so many good tracks in Europe, but the problem is, like, for everything, the money. (laughs) Money is, is too much. Like, we have many good tracks in Germany as well. And they don't are, they don't even able to, to do the attack yeah. because the attack is already too expensive for them. So that's a big problem right now in Europe. And when you see in the U S there's like always the same tracks, but they are so wide and so different to what we have here. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, mate, absolutely. And I think you were going to have a few words to say on some of those riders in America. I just reeled off. So mate, just your thoughts on those potentially racing. It must be pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, when you, when you see like the beginning, I didn't thought that jet would have been so strong in LA because this track is different to what they have over there. But when I see him riding the first race or the, the qualifying race, he already started riding so many different lines than all other riders. That was that was so strange. Like especially in the pit lane, he he, he brake straight into the corner, turned one hundred eighty degree, and when the bike was straight again, he just opened up the full like wide open, and just passed the people on the straight that's crazy or like he he passed geyser in the second motor i think it was crazy it looks so easy
0: (laughs) yeah the way he analyzes and he's so creative with the lines and he even admitted that in that final one when he was just following kenny he was like yeah it makes sense for me to learn from the master he's done it all he's raced everywhere he's got so much experience and knows his way around tracks and is smart with line selection so He just said I just waited behind him and waited for my time to pounce and pull the trigger, and that's exactly what he did. So that's always cool things to take on, isn't it, mate?
1: Yeah, for sure. So Yeah, I'm looking forward to write some American tracks because when I see on Instagram, all the great tracks they have for practice, that is already a dream for me. (laughs) (laughs) When I go like if someone have seen the story of my Instagram account yesterday, it was like small private hard pack track and it was raining so hard and it was like two or three meters wide in some spots and this is like it was a fun track and it's already a good track to practice for us here in Germany (laughs) and when you go over there to US you have like big triple big quad uh, whoop section on a motocross track this, you, you never can imagine here in Germany. That's mm. such a big difference in between.
0: Yeah, so much room over there, so many opportunities, and everywhere all over the country, yeah. there's so many things you can train at. And I guess yeah. it'd be cool just to do like a preseason trip to Florida and hit up all those tracks, mate. It'd be so cool. Maybe go to the dog pound with the Lawrence brothers. Imagine just doing yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Just really eye opening, mate. And I know that you wanted to. You know, touch on some of the. Did you end up doing that photo shoot we discussed last time with Shot, where you were going to do some two-stroke stuff, do some whips and scrubs? Was that in the plans? Has that happened yet? And how was the idea you were going to do a Madley base, not a two-stroke? The MXGP, that one didn't quite come together, but nonetheless a cool option, and it brings a little bit of fun and and engagement (laughs) to the series and just in general because people love all the two strokes you see all these veterans races people love all that nostalgic sort of stuff anything to do with old motocross so really kicks the memories mate so there's obviously maybe some few plans for stuff like that even if it's just for a bit of fun or some advertising whatever
1: for sure um there was like one photo shoot we did on the supercross track two weeks ago with the two stroke um, I'm also going to produce a vlog with this um it's I'm working on it let's say I'm working on it um I already post like one short reel of the of the whoops it was it was on Kenny's track actually on the at the home of Kenny and um yeah it was was quite uh, the people liked it the people liked it we got like I think almost 2000 likes on it. That's, that's okay. That's good. A lot of views. So, uh, for sure, in the off-season now, I'm going to, to ride the two stroke a little bit more. And um, something I also want to do is like being different from that normal racer, uh, how you know it from Europe. Like all the people, all the pro racers we have here like very focused I'm also very focused but they are only doing this like only motocross but I'm a guy I like to do enduro I I like to go free riding I do motocross I do mountain bike races I try to do everything so motocross is the main program for sure but um also like producing um maybe an old school motocross video like I like I already told you. Um I doesn't had the time this season, also with, with my two-stroke. Uh, there was like one weekend where I should have done it, but the bike wasn't ready because the decals wasn't there. Um but still I'm looking forward to, to do a to do a like old kind of old motocross video like you know it from The Crusty Demons or uh like old per- Pastrana movie. Yeah. <laughs> something like this. Maybe I- I'm not doing a backflip, but <laughs> like knack Knack or uh, like a Superman again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's something awesome, like man. this and- it's cool to keep it fun, isn't it? You see guys like Guadagnini and Farazzo, they enjoy yeah, sort of yeah. being themselves and showing off their personalities, and I guess the sport really needs yeah. that Definitely happens more in America. So, bringing that to the fans is always good, mate.
1: When you see in America, there are a lot more of riders that are showing their personality. Here in Europe, um, like you said, Mattia Mattia is is doing it quite well. Um, So, I want to do also to show off my personality. Um, Like, I remember yesterday I was just road cycling and... In my area, we got like the old coal mining sand holes. Um, so, this is like a lot of room for free riding, a lot of room for enduro riding. And I was just thinking about, hmm, maybe I could jump over the street. And <laughs> the, the one spot that was like, it was looking like a perfect jump array to jump over the street. <laughs> so, yeah. We will see. I, I have some some things in my head, but we will see if I can turn them, turn them into reality. Um, but if it happens, well, this is going to be the next step in Germany for sure for free riding. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's cool, mate. Get amongst it. Obviously, it's tough to balance with you being a professional racer and you don't really want to get injured <laughs> doing something like that, do you?
1: Uh, I mean, injuries... <laughs> Most of the time, you get injured at races. Yeah. For me. Um, Practice crashes, yeah, there are some. You can also get injured in practice. But I think when you're a very, very good rider and you know what to do with your bike and everything, then when you're doing jumps like this that are planned well, and you make sure the landing is good, the takeoff is good, so what can go wrong, you know, there's always a risk, and like everyone say, it, no risk, no fun, so you need yeah, to send it, you need to send it. We are, we are racers, we are racers, and uh, every time we sit on the bike, we, we try to, to make something different and go even faster, and there's a reason why we do it, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's risk every time, you know, obviously some people say maybe you guys ride too much, you know, that kind of where you get your confidence and where you feel comfortable by doing the repetition, doing the laps, practicing, you know, you hear a lot of guys even speaking to Jason Thomas, he was like, as a privateer, a lot of his career, he was saying, I just wanted to practice all the time to feel like I'm on top of my game, I'm doing the work. I've got my skills. I'm not sort of feeling out of touch with the bike. You always want to feel connected. So I guess it's part of a motocross. Every time you step on the bike, it's a risk, but you need to do the work to feel the most comfortable and to feel like you're at the level you need to perform
1: at, don't you? In in the winter, there are weeks like you need to train also if you don't want to. Yeah. But also the next big thing is that training, you need to have fun. And for me... um, when I'm training hard, there are some days for sure where I'm not having that much fun. But in the end, I get I get better when I have fun, and this is what I try to do every day. Trying to have fun on my bike, so I think this is a good, um, especially for young riders that are like maybe focused too much and making. Too much stress in their minds to get better. Just the problem is they don't have fun. Also, maybe with the parents, um, they try to make so much pressure. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. so the kid is not really, not really himself anymore. And this is this is what I feel when I'm practicing, and I'm feeling good on the bike. Then I'm doing much bigger steps like when I'm practicing all week long without any break and it gets worse from week to week, then you will not get better. So there are weeks where you practice hard, but there are also weeks where you need to have fun. Yeah. This, this is a big thing what what all the young talents or upcoming writers need to know. You need to have fun also not it's not always not always the business you know (laughs) absolutely and
0: obviously the reason why people get into dirt bikes is because it is fun so you got to kind of remember that and remember why you enjoy it don't you
1: that's right that's right
0: so it's it's interesting mate because there's already enough pressure on you know people to perform in the sport it's brutal there's you know there's not many rides around really it's a very sort of cutthroat sport mate so to try and have as much mental burden taken away mate is definitely what you need to perform and You look at guys, Guadagnini's a perfect example. He does the Astro Club stuff. And he said (laughs) sometimes the pressure gets too much and having that on the side is good fun to keep going. And even doing stuff with the lit kit and the merch, like I'm sure you're planning to bring on some more of that in 24, that always is good. Obviously, you don't want it to take away from your racing in any way, which is something... And yeah. You see Jet Lawrence obviously having to deal with quite a lot with everyone wanting a piece of him with the sponsor, yeah. the advertising. Yeah. So it's just finding that balance, mate. And you, I guess, yourself know where that is. If you're doing too much outside of motocross, you'd know. So you guys know, and it's important to do for the fans and to keep people engaged too, isn't it?
1: Yeah, true. Like Mattia, he has his friends that are producing the vlogs and uh, being the camera guys around. Um, that's good to see. Like, A pro racer in MXGP, he's winning GPs and he's having fun. That's something what is nice to see. And also myself, I'm looking at myself being in that MXGP class. I feel like I feel like I'm the kid in the MXGP class, you know, like the the rookie this season. And next year, yeah, I'm getting twenty. Now I can start to feel old a little bit. But still I feel I feel a little bit different in there than all or quite a lot of the other riders. Like I wanna have fun. Um I'm doing so many different stuff on the bike and like just go and do a riding and then go to the GP. Something like this, you know, something crazy. Like no one is really doing. Yeah. This is something this is something what makes me a little bit different to, to other riders and I think that's uh something what everyone is what everyone needs they they need to be themselves at the race as well you know then you're getting 100 percent out out of you
0: yeah it's also good with these podcasts mate because you're pretty honest and you're open about your thoughts and the fans definitely enjoy the couple we've done in the past mate it's really cool to hear your stories and you know the sacrifice suffering hard work that all goes into it mate and I guess, do you feel like in the German motocross scene that you guys, like Simon and obviously Kenny and Tom, and you're all getting more coverage and people are gaining interest and following more closely what you're doing, mate? Do you feel that uplift in attention towards you guys?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fan base in Germany, it's it's just growing. And I think we are changing the sport already. Like Tom and Henry, they are doing their podcast, what is getting some more viewers from, from maybe also other areas where normally a hobby rider wasn't looking at, you know, like we have many YouTubers in Germany that are riding maybe dirt bikes or street bikes, so many people look at this, but there's not many professional racers doing that, yeah. so it's good to see that the sport is developing a little bit also in the, in the internet, um that's why I start also again doing vlogs. Um they are not posted yet, but I did a vlog from Hurzgelling, uh also from Dritz. Um then the Supercross vlog I did. Uh yeah, and some some things uh planned as well for the offseason, but uh, we will see how I can it how can I get it together in the end. Um but, yeah, for sure, it's about having fun all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, mate, and obviously that breeds confidence because you're enjoying what you're doing. So, I guess, what are your yeah. aims for 2024, mate, in MXGP? Is sort of cracking that top eight consistently, top ten? Is that what you're looking towards to start with and just staying healthy and enjoying it?
1: Uh, staying healthy is one of the things <laughs> I want to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this season, I'm happy to, to make, Make it like almost free from injuries. Like uh, the broken ligaments I had in in Spain, that was painful, but it wasn't a broken bone or so. You know, uh, I had no broken bones this season. That is that is great. Um, also looking for this uh, next season again. <laughs> uh, but in the end, I cannot I cannot change anything. What is happening? So <laughs> we will see. We will see what happens. And. Um, yeah, first of all, I want to start with like top 15 again. That will be will be OK to do top 15. Top 20 is like, yeah, if you're having a bad day, like really, really bad day or the bike is not working or so, then the top 20 is OK. So top 15 is kind of the main goal of every race. And then uh, for sure, top 10 is going to be you know,
0: the, the big goal in the end. Yeah, it's gonna to be tough, mate. But yeah, I think you'll be ready. Yeah. For it. And how many preseason races do you plan on doing? Do you gonna do any of those Italian ones? This kind of stuff. Maybe come to the UK. Yeah, do one of those, mate. I'm sure the fans out here and the MX Vice crew would like to <laughs> see you there, mate.
1: Um, UK, I don't know because uh, in the last seasons I always did the International Italian Championship. I'm looking forward to do this again because they are quite stable with the weather and uh, also close to each other like first week there, second week there and then it's done. So this is quite the program I do every season doing that two races. After um, we have the Winter Cup in Germany Um, it's always one race at the quite deep sand track we have. Um... For sure, I'm going to do this again if the track is not frozen. Uh, Yeah, and then the season is already starting, actually. When you see the first repeat, what is planned at March already. So, it's not much time to go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it comes around quick, doesn't it, mate? So it's, it's all good. It's all exciting times ahead for you, mate. And yeah, just all the best. And thanks for taking the time to join us. Before I guess we let you go, tell the fans where they can follow you, where they can watch all your cool stuff that's about to drop and just anyone you'd like to say thanks to for the season as well, mate.
1: Yeah, uh, first of all, follow me on Instagram, maybe. Uh, is this piece? 007 is my Instagram account. Um, YouTube is just in the building. So we will see. I will get you updated on the Instagram. And then, yeah, thanks a lot for KDM-Kozak, uh, all the great stuff they have done this season. Uh, my both mechanics, um, Chris Schröder and Frank Schapert, they did an amazing job. Uh, and also my trainers, uh, Christian Bockel, Max Nagel, uh, Jürgen Künzel, my parents, uh, all my sponsors, um, especially uh, René Schubert. <laughs> was also a big friend of me riding enduro every time and yeah all the others as well uh, the federation of germany uh, it's one of the best programs we have in europe for uh, uh, upcoming runners, and uh, yeah that's i think quite all the people uh, so i hope we can stay together for next season as well <laughs> everyone and yeah, try to have a good winter then. It's all good. It's all looking upwards, mate. And yeah,
0: thanks again for taking the time to join us. It's been good to do these podcasts this year with you, mate. It's been really cool to show off your personality, and the fans have enjoyed them for sure. And before I let you go, we'll thank the sponsors for this one in Fly Racing Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Achirbis, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and of course, Even Strokes for all their incredible support as without them, that would be possible. All right, thanks again, mate, and all the best for the off-season and looking forward to speaking again soon.